Yes, sir. Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode 300. I am Justin, here with Meals. 300 of damn things, man. Come on now. Hold on. Hold on. I got to play an audio clip. Hold on. Can I get away with this? First of all, let's be clear. Chief is only 16, so don't be in it. Oh, you're not? Why does everybody say you're only 16 years old? They say what they want to say. How old are you? So how old are you? 300. (laughs) 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 I would give it a bug. I would give it a bug. I've been waiting to use that for a long ass time. Since... (laughs) No offense, and I'm not gonna say. Shout out to Amp. He used it on his 300th episode, but I was like, "Nah, I gotta steal this." Um, oh, it never gets old. It never gets old, bro. So you know what? Shout out to us, man. 300 weeks in the can, man. Yes, sir. Three- Listen, we say this all the time. Longest relationship we've ever been, and I want to stop saying that because because it's not about the the length of the relationship. It's about the the influence and the power and the 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 reach that we've done and, and what we've done and uh created the power. <laughs> it is the power. Like I I woke up this morning ready to do the show orders. I have like some some celebratory donuts. You're not here, so I'm just gonna I have them. donuts too. So that's I don't know where'd you get your donuts from? From Paris Baguette here oh, in all right. Hollywood. Duncan. <laughs> oh well these are gourmet, you know, made fresh every single day. <laughs> Cha-ching. Um, but no, I, I woke up this morning thinking, do you think anyone will ever be honest or, you know, actually say out loud that our podcast actually influenced them to do podcasts, especially within like the wrestling sphere? I think so, but not really. Like, I feel like it to be completely candid with you. I've thought about our space in the wrestling space and I think we are just kind of like on our own, <laughs> like we're adjacent to things but we're not really involved in things. So we're kind of just like on our own existing in the space. Like all of our accomplishments live within like our own community. And I love that we built our own community, right? Like we're not part of a, we're part of a bigger community, but the bigger community is like really like we do things this way and we kind of do things another way. I feel like um, the community is afraid to talk to us. I oh, think they're, they're, they're like beside us. I think that, I think that, I think they don't, I don't want to say they don't like us, but I don't think they like the way we speak about things um, so openly and and, and, and truthfully. Um, the truth is very scary sometimes to admit certain things or to look at things from certain vantage points that we look at. But I think we come at it from a way like we come at it from one, we both have journalistic backgrounds. So it's not like we come from out of like thin air with the shit that we're pulling. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so we have that, but we also come at it from a standpoint of like, why you guys are looking at it this way, but ultimately like history has shown this is how it is, but it's not always the popular choice. That's what I would say. Like our opinion isn't always a popular choice. Literally we have 300 episodes of like our unpopular opinions um, <laughs> about things about like every other podcast is talking about how they should push LA night. And we're like, Let's slow down. <laughs> Like, relax. Like, this is where we exist in the space of, like, everyone, all these other podcasts, when the, 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 I keep bringing up homeboy's name. I forgot his name, though. Um, With the t-shirt, the racist t-shirt. Racist t-shirt. What? Remember? Um, 
and he went in his living room in his dark living room and cut that video see all these people was fighting over this nigga a couple years ago i don't remember his name (laughs) that's what i'm saying i'm just like and what else like we were covering video games went to 2k a couple times we got a couple of interviews we don't we do things like we exist within our own space and i think people are definitely afraid to give us our props not afraid i don't want to say afraid because i don't think they're afraid i think they just don't want to <laughs> but um i've why lived you, why I, I mean you know, what i and, and you know this is turning into like a state of the union address in a lot of ways and it i should think that's, be why not 300 because <laughs> i feel like we keeping it 300 for one but also yeah. 300 i i think i think you kind of racked your brain for a while and i didn't want to say anything because i was just like I me mean, was just don't rack your brain about it. let's just be real on the show for 300 you know what i'm saying i was like we we we've given a lot you know what i'm saying to well, the community to the world right and not that i'm saying that people don't deserve the extra special thing we do extra special shit all the time you know what i mean like we 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 give people that all the time and even within our own community and what we have like in our discord who like that's the bright, you know, it brightens my day. You know what I'm saying? To see everybody interacting and becoming, you know, big friends. So like, and, and again, I, I really got to shout out everybody in the Discord. And that's, um, that's John, that's Novak, that's Dom, that's Tim, that's X, uh, Stack Guy Greg. Um, oh my God, Jalen, uh, Oso. Uh, uh, all three uh, Robs, even. Yeah. Uh, well, all three Robs. Two of the Robs. <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love all three of them. You know what's crazy? Oh, also, you know what? I'll I'll hit you up off screen about it because someone who, a f- well, a listener of our podcast who is now who actually I'm not even gonna say I'm gonna say it. Sinvidius, Sinvidius is now um, on the road to become a wrestler, and he would definitely like to talk about that experience that he's currently having. So I'm thinking about bringing him on the show at some point um, because he is going through it, man. They are beating him the fuck up. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I've seen videos. Oh, uh, and, and the thing about Sid also is he was one. He was like our first Hall of Fame patron. So like yeah. from, from the beginning, he he was there, and you know he he really spoke to a lot of what we were trying to do, and he saw what we were trying to do, and he supported us. So shout out to you. If whenever you want to be on the show, bro, come on, come on the show. You've been on the show like one time before, so it's time for you to come at least two. He at least two. I think he won a Royal Rumble thing, and then I also think he won a Hall of Fame patron thing. So he's yeah. been on two. Yeah, he did the Hall of Fame patron and the um and the Royal Rumble pool. But uh back to like our back to like the influence of everything. Like you said that people, you know, we we have 300 episodes of our opinions or I, I think it's honest. And I think really the honesty comes from the fact that we're not trying to do this for like we're not trying to be on, we're not you know, like Cameron said, we we're not on TRL. <laughs> That's you know nuts. What I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's that's all. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. It, it, it's we we we're not doing it for that type of recognition. We're doing it because we love it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not like content as a, it's not it's it's content as a service to the people that listen. It's not content as like us trying to like make a check. You know what I mean? Like we don't we don't take people's money and you know do whatever with it. We take it and put it right back into things that that they care about, like having an observer subscription, a fightful subscription, and shit like that, and and really sharing the wealth. We like Robin Hood. You feel me? Like. We don't we don't take that and in, in, in put that into something else. We take it and make it making content that works and improving the things that we have already. And I and I think that's something that 
really the way I mean, even when we introduced Patreon, we were scared. And we and we figured out how to use it correctly where we could properly, you know, give people what they deserve for working with us finally, which which is awesome. But also um to put more back into the shows. And I and I think that's that's been to me like the the biggest lasting legacy of, of us kind of creating a financial pathway through this network. I think well in terms of just how kind of we exist within this space, I still think that we stand alone somewhere. Um, I think we, I think when we do the things that, um, when we reach the, the levels and do the things that we can naturally do, because I think both of us are more than, we have more than our 10,000 hours doing this. Like we, <laughs> since before this podcast started, our 10,000 hours were done. Um I think then they'll give us our recognition, but you know, it is what it is. I'm kind of like, I was wrecking my brain over like how we celebrate this thing because it's like, how do we put into words? I wanted to give like, how do we put into words the experience that we have? And then also how do we, a lot of the questions I usually get is like, how do you guys do this thing? And like, how do you guys stay this, you know, 300 weeks and all this other stuff like that. And I was like, how do I put it into content form? Because my brain is now thinking in content. And then I was wrecking my brain over it. And I hate doing that because if I feel like I'm forcing something, I don't like to do it. So eventually I just gave up and I was just like, okay, we're not doing this. We're going to leave it all on the episode. But um, it's been, I think, just overall kind of like, um, I'm trying to remember the point that you just ended off with. Because I went off on a previous what point. we created and, and being proud of the, of of all right. the ways we created so, in the past. Yes. So the people. most important thing for me is like the community that we've built. That's the most important thing. I think that's the the ultimate. We have people who generally support us. We have people, and then we support them because it's not like we. It's not like they're just like fans of ours. This is a legitimate community. These are people who are having kids and who are buying houses and who are um, graduating from school and who are doing all these other things. And we built our community where we celebrate them. Like imagine going in there and as many people who are celebrating your birthday on Twitter, there's the same amount of people celebrating in the Discord. Like it's just great to have like this is something that i've wanted even since the two belts thing and it was hard to like think of back then because i was such like a novice in like just creating that community like how do we get it together and even like discord i hadn't even thought of discord we were using slack back in 2015 and that slack got us caught up and if you haven't heard that (laughs) if you need the we needed to definitely do an untold like stories kind of like thing because there are still a lot of stories that haven't been out there that slack story the fucking the wrestle rap story i mean like how tell, it all true tell the slack story i mean i'll tell the slack story today like we, 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 can, we can tell the slack story i mean back in the day um there was a there was there were some things we we're talking about some some information that i had and i was i was kind of t- spreading around a little bit um because i you know we had a lot of people in there. I think we vet the community a lot harder than we used to, right? Like, right. We have way more people in it now, but we had like I would say we had like a strong like I want to say like twelve, fifteen people in the Slack. I'm not sure how much you could put into Slack anyway, so it was yeah. what it, for free at least. Um. So I was saying some things about certain wrestlers or, or revealing some things, and I, I believe it was. 
who hit me up? No, no. The, a, a person that I was dating at the time came out and said, somebody came up to me and said that you were telling all these things that I told you in the chat. And I was in, and, and which is nuts. It got back there. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I was, how does it get around? I was like, who the hell told you, told you this? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of crazy because, you know, we all, you know, in the, in any type of group chat, it's, it just stays there. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what it is, it's just, it's just general etiquette. It's the principle of the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, not that anything's bad or good, but it's just conversation you have with, with your homies. Right. So, um, we had to do, I had turned into a inspector gadget. Like I was inspector J five and we found the culprit. We booted him. Uh, I know people who were the, there for the, for those days knows who, who we think, think it is or who I know it is or know it was. And we had to, we had to reach, we had to change the way that we did things, especially just the, with the information that we had back in the day. So like, you know, like we, we have a really trustworthy bunch, I think. And, and it's, it's really cool to have people there that we can talk to stuff, talk to about stuff and, and, it not and people, and people who are not necessarily like they're not spreading this information for like clout or cool points or anything like that. Like I would hope you don't, but I don't think there's anybody who's like, Oh, I'm telling you this because I heard this and I want to be cool for this. I don't think there's anybody in there. Like we all legitimately enjoy the information that we share and the jokes that we have and the memes that we have and all this other stuff like that. So the community is ultimately the most important thing and i would love to continue to build that community like to be honest with you i think there's a lot of cool people out there who listen to the podcast who may not have joined the discord yet i'd say it is a if you just want to meet legitimately not even me just converse every day randomly about stuff on the timeline it, not on the timeline it's a safe space yeah <laughs> it is multi- you might you might still get flamed in there don't worry about it but like Ultimately, it's a safe space in being out there on the timeline. I love watching NXT as a group. It's probably the highlight of NXT is watching NXT in the Discord. Um, and the, and and the, so, low light, the low light of my life is what is going into the chat and seeing what y'all were saying when I watched it <laughs> three hours later. <laughs> amazing, amazing. But uh, nah, man. I, but but that's to me the most important thing that i've gotten out of these 300 episodes I, I think that i see so many i think what i appreciate the most is that when people come up and say you guys had a take <clears throat> that i was also thinking about and, and i can't really listen to other shows because it just seems like they're just saying whatever and i see that same thing you know what i mean I, I see that same thing from from a lot of different shows where they just say whatever the fuck in order to get some engagement and that's not really what we do. And I think that's why <laughs> I think that's why we get like the reception that we do. The reception but then I also think there's also like takes that are just like very. I think they're. Uh, I don't know why someone's banging a pan outside. If it's not something, it's the other. <laughs> um, I think there are takes that are very like, I don't want to say. The, the, uh, they are a result of a group think by the internet or twitter telling you how to think mm-hmm. like instead of you kind of thinking for yourselves and i think that's what we like to challenge on this kind of like podcast is like use your you know use your brain you use that meme of um what's her name um cleopatra like <laughs> use your actual brain to try to like put this all together and instead of like going with the community and being like yo like I think this is that, or just trying, I don't know, whatever. Our opinions are real, and I think they're backed up in facts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
I'm very, very proud of what we've done. 300 weeks in a row is no easy feat. It is not easy at all, at all, at all. (laughs) But we make time every week and we do it. And we've done it in the most, we've said this a million times, we've done it in the most hilarious circumstances, in closets, (laughs) on lunches, outside with people. We got guests. I'm still trying to get more guests, by the way. I sent out an email yesterday. I'm not sure what we'll... If there's a guest next week, just know it it worked. But I'm still trying to get... I would like to speak to more people. I think ultimately uh, that's what I kind of want to do for the rest of the year. I know Quan and Cyrus are talking about getting more guests on the show, but they do their show at 10 p.m. on a Wednesday. Um, (laughs) Whereas we, I mean, we're no better with the time that we do the show, <laughs> to be honest with you. But we're, we got flexibility. I'm not trying to say that our our recording time is better. So don't don't think this. No, it. it's not. But it, I don't. I honestly don't think it's better at all. To be honest with you, I think it's actually worse than their time. No, because we're able to kind of go earlier. I mean, when you interviewed Biggie, um, it was like seven o'clock in the morning for me. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty early. I agree, but technically, like. It, it, supposed to be like i've done this during work a million i did this for years doing work (laughs) for years at my old job like during the actual job like disappearing for two hours and doing this thing which is nuts by the way i don't think you'd be able to get away from any job but that just shows the negligence um that my past employer had um but yeah i mean i don't know i want to speak to more people i want to see where their heads at I want to see the different experiences and walks of life. And I'll try to get more people, even if they're not from WWE. Ideally, I would love to speak to people in a much more real fashion. I think like, kind of cool. like, I think it'd be cool to talk to Alexis and, uh, and send videos. Cause they're both doing a, a journey to become professional wrestlers right now. I think that'd be really dope. We should get them on the show. It would be Alexis's big return since the big episode that she was on. <laughs> Hey, everyone Everyone talks about that Alexis episode. We won't have to talk about Alexa Bliss. One, because she's not on TV anymore. And two, yeah. it's just about, it's, it's just going to be about, you know what I mean, that that journey she's taking. But um, I, I've, I've looked at Alexis' journey and I, I'm incredibly proud of what she's what she's been able to accomplish and what she's still doing. Um, and, and again, I just show that there's there's a love of game there because my my black ass wouldn't be taking bumps. So like I want to talk to her all about that. I wanted to become. I was like I thought about it. I legitimately thought about it, but I didn't think about it. I didn't proceed anything more than thinking about it at all. To be honest with you, I didn't look for a school. I didn't do anything. I was like you know I'll just go to college. I legitimately was like I'll just go to college. And I think if I did grow up in the era. If I did, if there's a if there's a version of universe where I did learn how to wrestle and become a wrestler, one I think I would be really good at it. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I think I would be really good. Um, two, I can't imagine how that look. I feel like I'd be poor right now. <laughs> I I feel like I would be in Impact Wrestling right now. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, lights flickering in the in the warehouse. Right? Yeah, I feel like you know what, damn. That wasn't the time. There, if there's a best time to become a wrestler, it's now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The the there's two big companies. Shit, why not? Yeah, why not try at this it? point? Uh, why are we mad this week? I want to know why we're mad this week. Ooh, okay. I am mad this week. Does it have to be about wrestling? No. Um, I'm mad this week. What am I mad about? That's a good fucking question. 
What are you mad about? What am I mad about? I'm I'm mad. Uh, I, I'm I'm actually really mad that all of these uh, rappers talk so much shit about Gunna, and then all their tours got canceled. I <laughs> <laughs> did that, and then y'all did that, and then that happened. I'm mad about that because y'all look dumb as hell. Like you see the news about Lil Baby's tours getting canceled with no fucking. <laughs> no announcement, no explanation, and then Lil Dirk only has four dates on his tour this year. <laughs> That's nuts. He has I four mean, dates. Yeah. They're all in like the, the same 400 mile radius. Well, God bless. You know, <laughs> it is what meanwhile, it is. Meanwhile, Gun is like top five, top ten in, in the in the billboard. I, I think that comeback is 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 just uh you know really really kind of heartening because it, it, it seems that people really just do care about the music <laughs> they don't care about the rest of the bullshit you know what i'm saying and this is like a harrowing example of that I, I know it's like it's it's kind of a shitty story to even bring up and especially shitty right now with with just the way music is right now you know what i'm saying that but it's like gonna was able to kind of kind of bring the essence back and he's the only rapper right now like one of the only rappers right now in the top 10 you know what i'm saying like that that's a that's a that's a big move I am mad about actually I'm not mad about. I'm I'm happy that all these actors have now joined the strike. <laughs> um, I think it's a big, you know, we talk about it. I mean, we've had this is how long this podcast has gone. We've had the wrestler union conversation and how it's never going to happen. Well, you know um, why it's never gonna happen. You know why it's never gonna happen because the people have the, agendas well not only that but the top 10 percent they're set you know what i'm saying the top 10 percent they're they're not going to they're they're as long like here's the thing like tv time to me is the equity for them so it doesn't matter how much money you get is if you're on tv look at how many people that got big contracts at AEW just for being on tv a couple times you know what i'm saying like alistair <laughs> blackett had been doing vignettes for six months right uh mills like and then when he got let go he immediately signed to AEW, and he's getting millions of dollars just for being on tv he was off tv for like right. almost half a year you know what i'm saying like the equity for actors however is that their their time on a screen doesn't always equal bigger opportunities or bigger contracts so the top 10 percent right. they'll say oh well this motherfucker's he had a match with me or, an, or, or on a house show or he had a match with me <clears throat> on a random uh monday night raw like what the fuck does he mean he does he deserves that shit that's tv time he got more tv time than this x y and z on that day and that goes from the women that goes to the to the men the tag teams the cruiserweights they look at tv time as like the biggest equity on, on there and i think that's why the, the that's what the big difference is is that they're able to let's say drew mcintyre is not happy with his push and everyone's saying he's going to AEW. He's going to use that to, to make leverage. He can get on TV time. The first thing he does when he comes back is face Gunther. You feel me? Like he, he was lost in the sauce before WrestleMania. And now he's got a he's got a he's got a program, and he's on TV every time he comes right. back. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think that's why it's not going to work. I'm glad that they've gone on the strike. If we have to sacrifice a couple seasons of television for them to kind of like get what they actually deserve. Um, I'm cool with that because yeah, streaming has got the game fucked up, yo. <laughs> like it, it really does. Like even to the standpoint of like, you know, I'm. It'll never happen in music. 
but musicians also have quite a bit of they, uh, they have when it comes to yeah and when it comes to streaming they also need to wake their asses up and realize well i'm sure more than they realize but it's just the other opportunities that come a lot of i think the experiences of actors and the experience of actual rappers are completely different so once you get it out the mud and actually get into money it's really hard to say like no we want to turn this all down because we want to do this this and the third it's really hard for the all the people that you're supporting um to be able to like put that on pause for a bigger cause you know what i'm saying um whereas oh, actors music, are generally go ahead with with music you got to remember a lot of these people have been plucked from especially within hip-hop these are kids that are plucked from obscurity plucked from from um plucked from poverty they're not reading yeah these that's what i was saying yeah yeah they, like they don't know what these contracts mean they <clears throat> probably don't even know what a union is so, like, again, the top 10% in music. What is that right now? What does that look like right now? You got Taylor Swift. Um, I, I'll put Olivia Rodrigo up there because she's, but even though she's a newer act, you got Drake. She probably ain't um, making no money. <laughs> well, well, I mean, well, yeah, okay. Adele, Taylor, Drake. That's that would be like Beyonce, top 10% of, of, of actual active acts who are touring, doing all that stuff. Active acts right now. Top, and, right. and there's, what, is there another dude? It's probably Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, yeah. Okay, Bad Bunny, Drake, Adele, Beyonce, Taylor Swift. That's the that's your top ten percent. Yep. Who leads that in a in a union? What musician do people look at? It would be it would logically be like a Jay Z type, right? Who would who would lead a lead, lead a union? Look at Jay Z. He's not leading no fucking union. That's Mister Capitalist. It is a cap. <laughs> it is a capitalistic industry that benefits when you are at the top. And once you get that power and that proximity to people in power, you will not be making no union. There's no one to fight for these artists. And if they did, if someone did try to fight for the artists, you're not seeing anyone come down from their fucking uh, diamond throne to help anybody out or throw somebody a bone. And that's for that's for producers, writers, all of that stuff. The, 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 and you're right. The industry and the music is extremely broken. It is extremely broken. <laughs> but I just yeah, don't know how... I don't know how it's going to get fixed because the thing is that the artists absolutely do have the power, but guess what? They've already signed away all their power to the, to the label. And to be honest with you, streaming, the big fight is ultimately because we have this new medium of streaming, but streaming also doesn't really make money at all. <laughs> like the concept of streaming itself, is broken between music and between like actual television and stuff like that. The shit makes no money for years. I mean, we talked about it what what podcast did we you we talked about on your voice of the voiceless podcast a number of years ago so we talked about title i remember we had this conversation about title and we was like let's see what, where it goes in six months um because to be honest with you even back then spotify was in the red all the time every year it's still like not making money as popular as spotify is as much albums as they are as much things that they do they aren't making the money to break even and it's the same thing with kind of streaming in the streaming world like it's the it's the studios aren't making enough money so they got to get it from somewhere but they also don't want to give more of it to people you know actors and stuff like that like they want to kind of hold it on its own so i feel like the 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 medium of it needs to be kind of discussed and how it dispersed but it's really hard to quantify it because it's not really a tent like what is a stream like you can't really define a stream you can define a purchase of something but you can't really define a stream that's why that 1500 
you know, streams equals one album sales shit doesn't make any sense because it's, again, it's an arbitrary number that someone made up. So it's like, how do you define all of this? And you're defining what money is. So it's, it's basically also yeah. the fact that money is fake. You know what I'm saying? Like money is fake. We all knew money is fake, but not more, not, nothing more fake than actually trying to quantify a, a musical stream. That is fake. And it is it's very very i don't know it's it's going to be scary when 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 this union stuff cuz why why do you think there can't be a union in wrestling or, or music <laughs> in wrestling or music Ooh, you cut off yeah i i'm i'm just trying to think of who would lead that shit right now in wrestling or music because you cut off your audio cut off oh what my bad in music i'm sorry oh yeah i don't know it would be it's crazy it would probably end up having to be a jay-z thing because he has the most kind of like influence in that arena by the way i went to the book of hove exhibit brooklyn public library it's amazing exhibit um a true monument to like where hip-hop can actually be like this man is truly in a league of his own um but yeah, it would probably have to be. It would have to be him. But I'm sure Jay Z would be like, ultimately, what am I getting out of this? Like, what's the end goal? Like, why are we doing this? He's gonna look at it like, why are we doing this? But realistically, it's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> why am I here? Like, like again, he's gonna say just like he did, just like he did with that school in Brooklyn, bro. He's gonna say, hey y'all, look, <laughs> that fucking bullshit ass school he made. Remember that shit. Yeah, the, well, the programs that he made to teach cryptocurrency, this, and I was like, bro, we don't need cryptocurrency. Everyone is poor, like real life poor, not like, <laughs> not uh, you know, cryptocurrency poor. Like we don't need information on that. And then look at how that kind of like, I wouldn't say the bottom fell out of it, but you know, did it did? NFTs, <laughs> where's that? Where's that? We can finally say it. We can finally say it. NFT shit's over with. That shit's dead. I think WWE found that out as well. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 realized, oh shit, they're not gonna buy this this fucking John Cena bullshit ass shirt. They never released that shirt regularly either, which which is bullshit. I feel like you can't. <laughs> I feel like it would be it would be an admission of uh, failure. <laughs> yeah, and then also just like I don't know what they had it wrapped up with. But it's probably like this is an exclusive shirt that can be only released with some collaboration with some NFT company or something along those lines. But I don't know. WWE, they own a lot of their own stuff. So I don't know. It is what it is. Um, wow. <laughs> How did we get here from our podcast? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I Again, I... I... I wanted we we just wanted to talk. I I almost sent you an episode of Real World and said let's 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 talk about it. From, from, uh, let, let's, let's let's do the Mad Real World. <laughs> that would be awesome. That was our first failed adventure. Well, it wasn't failed. It just we never did it again. Hey, <laughs> it never came out. Like, we had a it pilot. came out. It's just we never. Yeah, we had a pilot and then we just never did it again. Wow, I think it was, our timeline is looking crazy. It is true. <laughs> wait, wait, what's wrong with the timeline? No, no, no. The t- the tweet that was uh, tweeted last night from the A Show account. Yeah, the where did it all go wrong? What are they saying? What do you mean? Niggas is practically barking in the comments. <laughs> 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 the, 
they're practically barking in the comments. Goddamn. Um, I need to calm down, bro. I need to really calm down. All right. It is what it is. Um, uh, this Sean, Sean Michael spoke on the LA Night, uh, Kevin Nash thing. Did you hear Kevin Nash speak on the Kevin Nash and LA Night thing? Yeah, he said, I know, he said, my bad, I know who the fuck you were. <laughs> that was awesome. I was like, because my entire thing was during this entire discourse, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this nigga doesn't know who he is at the end of the day. Like, I heard some quote, like, he doesn't really watch SmackDown because he was never on SmackDown. <laughs> Which is, hey, that's the realest, that's some shit you would say. <laughs> I love Nash, man. He was like, <laughs> his quote is, I actually watched him. <laughs> I didn't know much about the guy, so I watched him clips, and I'll say he's a good hand. The one thing and this is probably the most important thing is he has some high impact finishing moves or moves and he does an excellent job of always not occasionally not even 50 percent of the time always making sure that he tucks the person's head and lays them flat (laughs) 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 he looks like he's strong like first of all that is nuts he's like defining a good hand (laughs) That's that's what we agree with, and the thing is, the the good hand thing, the good hand uh, comment is so backhanded. Like it, it's so backhanded that that I felt the backhand because he's literally just saying like I don't see like a champion, but I definitely know he got a call from Triple H like Yo, can you can you stop? <laughs> like relax, bro. Uh, I don't watch SmackDown, so dude, I didn't know who the fuck you were, and I apologize. <laughs> there it is. Well, knowing yeah, LA. Knowing, knowing LA, he's probably gonna take it in stride. He seems like a really cool, cool guy. Um, that that won't be take that personally. Um, but 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 the, the conversation around him has just gotten to a fever pitch in the past couple. But of I years. think he likes that. That's why I don't think he's gonna take any offense of it because people are actually talking about him in yeah. no sense of the word. When he started in NXT, as much as I knew that he had been someone somewhere else. Were anyone talking about him in a other than like, well, maybe he can fight, you know, Cameron Grimes. Maybe he can fight for the maybe like no one's talking him outside of the idea that you exist on a wrestling show. So the fact people are actually having conversations about him, the Internet's having conversations about him, the Internet's buzzing about him. It's good for his career. People actually care. I mean, shit that he was there when, when during during the uh, Martin Luther King speech, they found him doing every goddamn thing. They found him doing every motherfucking thing. But you know what? I, it's kind of like, it's like seeing someone who is clearly grinded, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, despite like, it's not even just like wrestling grind. You know how like they people they either grind in wrestling by doing like five bucks an hour shows or like just quit it entirely. He's like, nah, I'm trying to become like, if I become bigger than a wrestler, it is what it is. Like if I got to do these commercials, if I got to do something like that, like he was on his grind for his thirties, you know what I'm saying? So that was backhanded too. Um, that was also backhanded. It sure was. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, but, but, but again, like I, I don't dislike LA Knight. And, and again, I want to say this, like really clearly like i think he's a great talent i don't see like world heavyweight champion but that's okay you know what i'm saying like that could happen down the line but i just don't in in the in the the lineup as it stands right now i don't i don't see it but 
it's up to WWE to make sure that he's he's either a star that lasts for over six months or fizzles out in three. You know what I mean? Like it's up to them. I feel like with the current landscape of how WWE is now, you can be a star without being a champion because they have so many stars now. We were talking about this on a pod on the podcast hundreds of episodes ago, which we can say now. WWE had no other stars. They no. didn't even have Roman right. <laughs> no. And that's why the thing with The Fiend, all this other stuff, and why they're going back to Goldberg, and why we sat through a podcast of like 500, 600 days of Brock Lesnar as champion where he never fucking showed up. And the shows were Constable Corbin beating up Seth Rollins or beating up all these other people. And, but now, there's so many different stars doing so many different things. Women are stars. The men are stars. The yeah, tag was, teams are stars. And I was having a conversation with uh, one of my favorite accounts. Meltzer said what? We, me, me and I, I love the guy, girl, whoever it is. Um, I've never seen the person before. So I was having a conversation with them. And we were talking. I was saying, like, I've never seen. I was watching Raw last night. I was like, I've never seen this many people on that show that are over in three hours that like every single hour of raw meals had somebody that was over as fuck on it. And I, mean, I haven't seen that in at least 10 years, maybe more, honestly. Well, 10 years, you could still say Cena was on the show. So like, yeah, maybe Ten, then. Maybe, yeah. Maybe like 2008, 2007. Yeah. yeah like, I like would Cena, say that kind of era. Yeah. Cena, Cena Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Batista, all these other things. Like during that era, the, the roots of the, I guess we're leaning out of the ruthless aggression into the PG era. Yeah. Um, and everyone's over. And now you have like this, like this, like 2021 would say, wow, they're hot. 2022 was like, what what the fuck? They're hot. 2023, I'm like, yo, they're part of they're part of pop culture again. You know what I'm saying? Like that, yo, that it's just what, what era of what era of WWE are we in? Has there cause I feel like the H era. We <laughs> this is the H era. No, this we, is we're in the A era. We're in the A era of the A show. And 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 WWE's in the H era. Cause this is a pretty big like a like this is we're talking post-pandemic, but then we're also talking about post-Vince for the first time. So this mm-hmm. is a monumental era of wrestling. Where it's like it, to me, this stands this is gonna stand up alongside the attitude era. Because WWE is just moving in a way that's like completely different, and they have so many stars, and they're making so many money, and they're selling out so many towns, and they're doing all these other things. Like TV is up. TV has up. never been up for WWE in years. <laughs> up and maybe decades, to be honest with you. No, it's got to be. It's got to be decades. Like I have not. I've watched this since I was a child. I have not seen it this hot ever. And I think what's really crazy about it is that it's not just Roman and Cody uh and uh who who else Ro- Roman Cody Sammy J it's everyone else it's Liv it's Raquel who got a pop last night it's Rhea Ripley Becky Lynch Bianca Belair Oscar they have a wealth of of riches and they've gone all in with all of them like the merch even like Judgment Day merch be flying bro they I, I was like even the Judgment Day is popular I can't believe it. 
<laughs> like these motherfuckers yeah, that's kind of nuts <laughs> these motherfuckers were aimless last year they're one of the hottest acts in the company Finn Balor Finn was the- wearing a Jimbo Jones hat from the Simpsons and beating up niggas <laughs> and getting beat up <laughs> like 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 Palm Angels Finn Balor is one of the most like hot <laughs> in the company can you fucking believe this like they're hot as we're like- gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about that promo on Raw that promo on Raw is special it's time to stop. I, I gotta be real, bro. It's time to stop. I, Cause I wouldn't. I wasn't standing on the show because I was like, I don't want to be. I don't want niggas to come for me. They're hot, bro. They're the hottest company out, yo. And everyone's yo, over. <laughs> it's nuts to me. Could I don't think any. Well, I don't know if anyone could have foresaw this, but I feel like the amount of talents who jump shit, not got fired. People got fired. People can get fired again. It's just going to happen. The amount of talent who jumped ship. And I'm like, if you had just stayed, if you had just tried it out, you know what I'm saying? The idea of like these people who had never really made it to the main roster. I'm mostly talking about fucking Undisputed Era. Because all three <laughs> of them ran. I knew you were talking about them. I knew Yeah. And Adam Cole, to me, he's a part of a good run right now, but he is not the attraction of that run. Keep it. Don't, don't mistake it. He is not. They actually have to, I think he could be if they incorporate a lot more Adam Cole, like through the entire Adam Cole MJF thing, you'd need a little bit more Adam Cole episodes, more focused on him than MJF because MJF is clearly the person getting this thing over. Mm -hmm. Um, But if he had just stayed and just tried it, like just try it. Try it. So this is how people try to get me into smoking. <laughs> they said, they said you have to try it. So you say, so you can say it's not for you. And I was like, no, thank you. No, I was a grind runner then, <laughs> but they were a grind runner. Like I think about Kyle O'Reilly. Think about Roderick Strong. The thing is, is that he couldn't have made it alone. Yeah, but I feel like. I feel like Kyle O'Reilly, we're going to see it. I mean, I feel like you see it in AEW, but he does have a little bit of an intangible, despite him not having a mic, a properly working microphone in his bone, in his body. Um, But I think he does have an intangible where it's the in-ring stuff that truly drives it. So I could see him on a Monday Night Raw going Mm -hmm. up against an Imperium, 15-minute match, two commercial breaks, and getting a major reaction from the crowd. I could see him if they chose to go a different route, him with um, Chad Gable and Otis and figuring that stuff out. But you never know until you actually do it. And he never tried. Roderick Strong was just like, I want to, I don't know if he was like, I want to be with my wife. I was like, bro. <laughs> whatever. I, I mean, yeah. Whatever. I mean, like, like again, Look at look at what's happening right now in in that company. Like there's no even there's there's no there's no need to even they're just not there, okay? And and I think right. that it was neck and neck. <clears throat> it was neck and neck a couple of years ago. And now it's it they have clearly pulled ahead and and that's just what it is. I I've I've never seen like that that Monday's episode of Raw was very eye-opening to as as to me as as who was fucking over in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was just about everybody. How could you see Chad Gable? Chad Gable doing his thing, and he's still like free on television, and not be like, "I should try this shit too." Like, 
Maxine Dupree is like, listen, shit, they got yeah. her. <laughs> Shit's crazy. I've never seen nothing it's, like this. It's nuts. What I want to ask you a question. What do you make of this Eric Young thing? Oh yeah, yeah, that that shit. <clears throat> uh he was he, he wasn't you signed a WWE. Yeah. There's a whole it wasn't like made known because he was supposed to be part of Bray Wyatt's jazz. It, that's, that's his prerogative if, if he wants to and here's the thing he said personal moral it was a personal moral creator right so let's break it down personal i get it if you don't want to work with Vince, i understand that mm-hmm. uh well personal well no moral is moral is that right moral is the vince thing so if he was still around okay we get it personal i guess okay but creative is like like okay i get it. like people are like high-fiving it again i'm like yeah cool like whatever like i don't really care who really cared about eric young in the first place like when did he become like the 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 guy who cro- who you know what i'm saying who crossed the boss <laughs> who crossed the line because i was like yo no one really went with him to be <laughs> like <laughs> like okay like i think i feel like a lot of people back there was like they hit the they hit the thumbs up and he just kind of left Dude, i feel like niggas backstage is like he's gone <laughs> they learned when we learned. It was like, yo, Eric Young was here in the war. I never saw yeah. him. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's never here. Like, I, I mean, good, good on him. Um, you know, if you if you believe in something, stand up for it. I I, I saw a lot of people like uh, comparing it to like Sasha and Naomi. I've seen a lot of people comparing their situations to other people's situations last weekend, and I was like, that's not really the. You know what? Never mind. Yo, the shout out to Naomi for winning Impact Knockouts World Title. Um. But the, 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 she made a comment, um, in the, in the news a little bit, you know, she's doing press for it and she was, she said something essentially of like, what does she fucking say? She said, um, essentially was down to like, not a lot of people like, you know, either supported us and what we went through or know what we went through or something along those lines. And the internet for a couple hours took that and ran with it. Um, I'm trying to actually find the quote, quote. I'm scrolling on my timeline as we speak. Because cause my first experience was, my first reaction was like, you don't actually know these people. So <laughs> you, the no, internet, the, like... The support, it was, she said that the only people that supported her or, or whatever was Mercedes and, and uh, Tamina, right? And everyone was just like, I knew it! <laughs> it I knew like, it! Yeah, and I'm just like, bro, what? like I'm trying to find let me find the exact fucking quote but it it wasn't self-fulfilling prophecy with people who never have jobs or interact with people outside of a Twitter timeline I I think that the idea that you have to be close with all of your coworkers is just a misnomer it's just not true I'm not close with a lot of my coworkers now or ever um and to think that because the women in the WWE locker room, because they share, a, they have a shared experience that they would all be best friends with each other, is just incredibly like short sighted. I mean, look at the AEW women's locker room. Look at you know what I'm saying. Like that's that's your proof that that's not always hunky dory in these locker rooms. So like, what 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 is it? But then you get deeper into this situation, and they're like, well, Bianca should have. And I say, that, that, that. <laughs> like like that doesn't mean we all have to be cool together. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, like. I'm pretty sure they're cool in their own way. And I think I think Trinity even came out and said, 
I love her in our own way, or she, you know, we have support in our own yeah, way. Yeah, we, we have. I have my relationships with all these different people in their own way. Yeah, and I'm like, not- well, I'm glad you said it because <laughs> I'm sure the other girl, um, you know, can't say the yeah. same thing uh, mm-hmm. as Trinity does. But you know what? She's the world champion now. Shout out to her. Um, she beat the. She she left the WWE. She walked out, and now she's finally appreciated. Is what the world is saying. So, yeah, cool, good, good, good for Naomi. Um, I only saw a congratulations would just be fun. <laughs> I only saw very uh, scrambled photos of the win. Oh wow! Okay, all right, that's enough of you. <laughs> that's enough oh. of you. All right, it looked as though there was a belt. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, she a world champion. <laughs> Give it up. Give it up, man. Oh, man. It says world on the front. Um, well, listen, I'm going to write world on my Gucci belt, and then I'm going to be a world <laughs> champion. I hate you so fucking much. Uh, um, Nick Aldis. Nick, Nick Aldis. Aldis. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it. Uh, l- reportedly done with Impact Wrestling. Uh, according to Fightful, allegedly uh, in, in consideration or in talks with WWE to, to come over there as a producer. And I said, I know a lot of people are like, what? And I said, perfect. Perfect role for him. <laughs> perfect role I for him. I don't know game. much of Nick Aldis. To be honest with you, I haven't seen a match from him since Cody beat him or he beat Cody or one of the other. Whichever one was all all in or all out or whatever. They have 16 Nick Aldis in the Performance Center in the wings. They have several on the main roster. It would be great if he could help people level up their matches to... Hey, man, they've had Nick Aldis's for decades. (laughs) Let's not even even sell it short there. They've had Nick Aldis's for decades. I look at him and I see... You know what I see? I see 2006. That's what I see. (laughs) That's legitimately what I see. Um... But if he is, you know, if he can work behind the scenes, to be honest with you, I think that's a, I don't know how it feels. Is it a backhanded compliment if WWE wants to kind of employ you, knowing you're an active wrestler, is it a backhanded compliment if WWE wants to employ you as more of a producer agent than an actual wrestler? No, they're, they want to hire you, period. Yeah. <laughs> like, they want to hire you, period. That's the top of the top. That's the top of the top of the industry. And if they want to hire you, period, and they think that you can help them make money, fuck yeah, you're making a you're making a billion dollar a multi billion dollar company, uh, uh, rich, and you're working within that 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 parameter. This is a company that just signed with Endeavor. They just got bought by Endeavor. You know what I'm saying? Any role that they want for you, you're gonna pick it up because you know they got the bread for it, right? So right. if if they say we need you to go down to NXT and help us make NXT, especially those kids down there, better. <clears throat> Why would he, you know, as a wrestler, it's, it's all about passing it down. He's done everything he needed to do. What what does a WWF cha- or WWE championship mean for him if he knows he's not going to break through the walls through from a Cody or a Roman Reigns or whatever? It's just not going to happen. There's so many people at that top. We just said it just now. There's so many people that are over and that could be in line for a world title in the next four or five years. Nick Aldis isn't going isn't gonna to hopscotch and, and fucking leapfrog those people. So if they say, yo, we need you as a producer. 
we we really need some help with uh the Cree brothers or or Cody says he wants to he wants you to help him with his with this match with Brock Lesnar coming up. Can you can you come help out with that? Hell yeah, you should. Because that's your stamp. You you're the one who said you could do that. Or you or you, you can be like, the one that said you did that. Like Oni Lorkin or uh a Sarah Amato. Who I forgot was a I forgot he was a somebody mentioned that a couple of days ago, ironically. He's a trainer down there right now in NXT. Yeah. Which yeah. which explains the Wesley matches. It explains the fucking Ilya Braun Breaker match from a week ago that I was like, holy fucking shit, we haven't seen anything like this on NXT TV in years. Hmm. Like I, I think that you just have to I, I would if if I was in his position, I would just take I would take that role. But on the other end, it's 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 like, where else could he go? I feel like AEW, you're immediately, immediately, in the crosshairs for Rampage, <laughs> or or uh, the nine o'clock collision. slot on, on Collision, where you'll get to have nah, a nah, match. <laughs> you don't want him on not Collision. No, nah, not my show. No. <laughs> not on <laughs> your. What the fuck does that mean? I like I like Collision. So, you know, a nice hearty bunch of hardworking people on this show. You need to go outside. That's what you need to do on Saturday. You don't need to be fucking watching no collision, nigga. I'm going to see Barbie next weekend, so I won't see uh, collision. Good. Good. Um, Good. But, <laughs> but, I mean, listen. Listen. So, you, you didn't watch. I'm assuming you didn't watch a second of collision. No. Oh, I'm okay. not stupid. I was out. F- 58 minute tag team match what are your kind of thoughts on it it's being regarded as the best tag team match on american television of all time whatever (laughs) i thought it was good i thought it went a little bit long but i thought it was good i thought that they had the crowd it was very much so a bret hart tribute i'll never see um... (laughs) and then then they're doing then a washed up cm punk at the end how about that? Yeah, CM Punk is kind of washed. Like that's the that's the worst part about it. Like he has not. I don't know if he's washed. I don't know if he doesn't have his legs under him as of yet. But it's not. It's not clicking. It's not hitting. It's not doing what it's supposed to do right now. Oop. Something fell in my thing. What the hell was that? I accidentally put a plastic thing in my fan. Hold on. <laughs> I need to take off the fan. But the key. My... Harm yourself. No. This is why we can't have video. <laughs> because I just, it was, it's literally a piece of plastic that just went into the fan that's cooling my uh, Mac Mini. <laughs> Listen, man. I want to talk about the ratings behind this. The ratings behind which show? Collision. I should just oh, save, I should save this for after. <laughs> I'm literally trying to take the plastic out now. I will take it out after we record. Collision and Battle of the Belts, five hundred seventy nine thousand with a with a very small drop. It, it, Collision actually retained for Battle of the yeah. Belts. It, it actually retained five twenty four. I will I will say this I, in terms of Collision versus Dynamite. This is what I'm saying it right now. I feel like Collision on a week to week basis has a lot more um, consistency and uniformity. Maybe because there's only fucking eight. You people don't even like, you don't even like long ass matches. That's my that's the funny thing to me about this whole collision thing. You I don't like long matches for the sake of long matches, and I didn't like the long match. <laughs> I didn't like how long it was. Don't get me wrong. I was like, this is good, but it's going very very long. But I, 
what I'm saying is there's a level of consistency where you're going to go through the show every week and you're going to see things kind of like either followed up or the certain people having their matches. And I say that's only because there's 10 people on that roster for that show. And then they kind of like circulate which women are going to be on the show. It'll either be Ruby or it'll be Willow or it'll be someone else. Um, but whereas on Dynamite, they throwing anybody on that fucking show, bro. Nick Wayne out there <laughs> doing flip, flip, flip floppy things. You know what I'm saying for the for the for the love of the sport, but knowing well that he's not going to get the kind of thing you they they have in um, Adam Cole and MJF against Big Bill and the dude who would not make it past a WWE performance test. Um, <laughs> like. They just thrown anybody on that show. I really don't think. I really think. I really, really think. I'd be interested to hear kind of like. No one's going to talk about this. Meltzer isn't going to talk about this. No one's going to talk about kind of like what's currently AEW's mind state regarding the state of their television shows. Because the numbers ain't going up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the big show, the numbers are going up. So you would think all you know, you know, all ships rising tides, whatever the quote is. Um, oh, uh, rising, uh, <laughs> uh, a rising tide lifts all boats, basically. Yeah, so, there like, we go. It's it's you would think that, but I don't think that AEW is doing bad because you know uh, WWE is doing good. Because if WWE is doing good, everyone should be interested in every type of wrestling, right? But that's not what's happening here. I think people are interested in this certain. In, in people don't want to hear this meals. They don't want to hear it. And I'm sorry to say it. People are more interested in what. WWE has to offer with the creative, with the characters, with everything, and that's just that's. People are interested in stories. They want stories. They want to be able to see themselves in the character, even for a little bit. They want to be able to vicariously live through the characters just a little bit, and that's what AEW does not. They make it their mission not to provide that shit. Mm. <laughs> they go, they go bell to bell every segment, like it's nuts. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's a horrible, horrible, like, they should have at least one in-ring segment a show. At least one. Someone's got to talk in that ring. That's just the basis of pro wrestling. That's what our, their forefathers built upon. Standing in that ring with a microphone and talking to the people or talking to someone else. They don't even have that. So it's like, you know, there are people, and this is why I, I wasn't mad at the Vince Russo quotes about the AEW thing and like how he's kind of like changed television and whatever the fact is. Um, you're not going to win bell to bell. <laughs> you're just mm-hmm. not. The biggest I'm- moments in wrestling have never been, in, to be honest, in the ring. It's never been in the ring. I'm seeing people say move collision to three hours. Uh oh, no. This is as AEW continues to be a success. Uh, wait till those DVR numbers come in. <laughs> um, the DVR number thing was sick, by the way. That that was sick. That weirdo uh, uh, backup hangman said collision numbers starting to stabilize. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, well, I don't know what that means, though. So. <laughs> 500k is stabilizing i guess that's yeah but like what does that mean is it a good number or is it a bad number <laughs> 500k is a good remember it went from CM Punk about to get a million a week weekend to 
y'all know it's on Saturday. Come on now. Come on <laughs> like, now. It's gone from yeah, one to no. I don't. I, I they're gonna spend three hundred k as a good number in a couple of weeks. So we'll see. You know what I mean? Like, let SummerSlam be a hit, and no one cross over from SummerSlam to to that. Watch, watch SummerSlam get the oh, highest. It's not gonna be on. <laughs> like I, I, sheesh. Like it, it, it's it's definitely something where I feel like you know, like, just like you like to say, people will make excuses for things that they like. So that's just what it is. It is what it is. It really just is what it is. Um, um you want to talk SmackDown? We're 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 like literally calling it in the ring, baby. Uh, let me ask you a question. This is a very. It could be a controversial question because you was yeah. at Collision. Who was at Collision? David Benoit. What are your kind of thoughts on like how? I guess he's received he's had you know in-ring aspirations it doesn't look as gonna happen kind of like do you feel like because i look at it from one standpoint it was like he's a he's a victim of the sins of his father essentially mm-hmm. and then he also looks exactly like him which doesn't make it fucking even better the funniest thing that you said was if chris if david benoit touched me i'd scream <laughs> <laughs> That's my thoughts on David Benoit. Listen, <laughs> I have no other thoughts on David Benoit. If they want to do that shit, I feel like wrestlers be playing with it too much with the with the memory of that man. And I saw some people say like, "Oh, CM Punk was supposed to face him on that fateful weekend." I'm like, "Okay, what? What? <laughs> like, but I don't got nothing." <laughs> so you think they're bringing it full circle? Like, I'm I'm confused. <laughs> if I'm like, <laughs> you think that they think that's that's cool to even talk about? Like this. this weird and again i feel like wrestling fans definitely be playing with it too much when it comes to that man's legacy and they need to they need to really relax with it so um i don't really have much to say about it i i I have more to say about the fact these these niggas have been in canada for a whole month than anything else imagine having to go back home and then fly back to canada for the last six weeks that's so ass or or (laughs) after it's over fly back to canada fly back to fucking Kansas or Florida more more often than not because that's right. where I think that flight's easy for Punk because he lives in Chicago, but for everybody else that sucks. <laughs> well, I, I don't know where FTR living, but I'm sure it's whatever. They probably over at Punk's house. They live in they <laughs> live in, in Punk's guest room, both of them. On a punk <laughs> Lame man, they, they, I think they live in North Carolina though because they're they're really close yeah there. yeah they do they do um, SmackDown. Yeah, good show. Thought it was thought it was a cool show. Um, I thought it was what, better than the show I went to, which is a damn shame. <laughs> North Carolina was hot. That that's WWE can't country over there. <laughs> they were hot. PNC Arena was, was 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 on fire. They love wrestling, baby. Come on, wrestling wrestling state, the flares. That's all we know. Um, Bro- Rollin' Brutes pretty deadly had another another one of them ones. Really, really quick match. What do you what do you think about so Elton Pr- Prince? Kit Wilson. Separated yeah. shoulder. Was mm-hmm. it Kit Wilson or Elton Prince? I think it was Kit. Elton's the dark haired one. Okay. I don't then this report is wrong. <laughs> um, right. It's probably right. It's probably right. I'm I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. Okay. Okay. Don't, Elton listen, Prince. 
Discord, I'm wrong. D- don't even say it. Don't even say it. I know it. I'm wrong. There you go. Um, they talking about Rich Holland, and that this nigga not need to not be in a ring anymore. And even to the point where Rich Holland had to step online to pretty much say like, before y'all wild out, just want y'all to know. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah blah. And I'm like, damn. I know mentally he going through it ever since the Big E thing. Because look how fast I saw the tweets immediately. I saw the tweets before I saw the show, Mills. So like it, immediately there were people already saying, "What's going on with this guy?" Like like showing all of the all of the people who got injured around him. They showed the Gargano thing. They showed the Biggie thing, and then they showed the um the pretty deadly thing, which is not where the injury happened. And then you look at his look at his re- replies. There are people saying he was a liar. People saying he's lying. <sighs> it's terrible. Again, it's a freak accident, and, and any anything anything less than Biggie, who actually did come out and defend Ridge, and or or Kit, who who probably will come out and say, "Hey, it wasn't Ridge who did it; it was it was this." Da, 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 it's still gonna follow him, and I, I think I think it's really fucked up. I think. I think oh, you know what I was mad about? This is what I wanted to say. I was mad about now. Not bringing up fucking harmful moves, Kenny Omega. Oh yeah, <laughs> F- fuck you. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. No, fuck you, buddy. Because people care about your well-being. People care about your health. People like. I think we've moved on as a society, as generally society. Society has moved on from where we were as bloodthirsty maniacs for at least hundreds of years, up to at least Jerry Springer airing twenty years ago. I think we've moved on as a society. We've grown as a society. We're more understanding as a society. We know a lot more about the wrestling business and we know a lot more about things than we do. Don't give me no fucking Mike Tyson story about like they don't teach, don't tell Mike Tyson how to fight and blah, 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 and da 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 da. You're not Mike Tyson, first of all. You're not Jokic. <laughs> you're not Jokic, bro. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. You're, you're not the most dangerous man on the planet, bro. Exactly. You, you get dropped on your head, my nigga. Like, what are you yeah. saying? Yeah. Like we we cringe and we're and we're telling you as fans that we don't need to see wrestlers wrestle to a point where they're harming themselves for our entertainment. We just want to see everyone be able to get up, walk again, and be able to have another amazing match. And this man says, Don't fucking teach, don't fucking talk to me about how to wrestle. You're not qualified. I was like, you know what? I don't know what to tell you. You get paralyzed. I'm going to bring this quote right back up, bro. Like, because there are just things, and God forbid, still at the end of the day, because I still don't want anything bad to happen to him. But I feel like just that notion that people are concerned and he feels like it's like people are throwing it against the match. Um, My thing was never against the match. My thing was like, yo, that looked like it hurt for a guy who I saw was put together by duct tape and silly and, and fucking paper clips just a couple months prior and had to return to the ring early because y'all show was tanking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And had to show up looking like he was completely wrapped up. Look like whatever Damian Priest had on this week. <laughs> but for him to say that, I was like, bro, you know what? Y'all got it. Do whatever you want. Sammy Guevara, jump off a ladder through two tables. Matt Hardy, crack your head open like a coconut. Whatever. Do whatever you guys want. <laughs> and now they got 
they got the band moves things, which Tony Khan is like, it's like band, it's technically like band moves, but it's like it shouldn't I, I, really, it's not really banned. I really wonder with these band move thing, which one of these rabid, bloodthirsty fans are going to turn on the show, and where are they going to go after that? Back to GCW? Are they going to go back to watching that where, where they do do all that thing, all that stuff? I, I think that it's definitely good that AEW is kind of restricting certain things because too many people, too, way too many people do the same moves in that company every single day. But my real question is like, who is, who is the person enforcing all of these things if we know that Tony Khan is such a pushover and all the producers are such a pushover? And from what we see, largely a lot of these wrestlers produce their own matches. So is there a fine if you break the rule? It's just it, it was just announced, right? And nothing else came from it. <laughs> and it which which is which is part of the course for the company. But um I think it's a good idea. Do do I think it will affect the way that the matches are in the company? Absolutely not. I think they will still be the same. So it is what it is. Um but yes, SmackDown. Um Rich Holland lay off him. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of stuff happens in the ring. It just is what it is. Um, but again, the internet needs to lay off of them. That shit can be, I don't like to use the word traumatic in a non-traumatic sense, but it can be traumatic for him. Um, and this, you know, and it, and it can affect his mental thing going into being in an in-ring wrestler. Like exactly. that's the kind of stuff you need therapy for. That's the kind of stuff he doesn't need to be having in his head when he has to protect somebody. Right. I agree. Um, Shotzi. Anyway. Shotzi, 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 new character for Shotzi. Bailey defeats Zelina in a match, and, and and Shotzi says, "You think I'm scared of you, nigga?" She didn't say nigga. She said, "You think I'm scared of you? I ain't scared of you." Shaves her head. New new character coming. We haven't seen her with the shaved head yet. And also shout out to Shotzi for um getting engaged over the week, by the way. But um. Allegedly, apparently, um, she's shaving her head in support of her sister, who who is um, who is suffering from cancer right now. Which, you know, my prayers go out to them. There's actually a GoFundMe up right now for her sister to pay for the pay for the um, all the treatments and stuff like that. But I think it's a really really great gesture and, and really and shout out to creative and stuff like that. Because you know, like in creative at companies like WWE stuff like that, they 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 curate everything that you do. So for them to be like, you know, cool with it, like shout out to them for for understanding that and and you know making a character out of it. I think that's the that's the coolest part about it. Once I found out why she did it, absolutely. Like you got to get cleared to change your hair color in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, again, shout out to her. Shout out to Shasi. Um, uh, we had a we had a really 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 good segment with Jey Uso on this show that. I feel as though made up for some of the awkwardness of last week. It was to the point, but also really kind of set you up on this road to like Jay versus Roman at um, SummerSlam. I thought it was a fantastic promo. I thought it was, he's like the protagonist in his own story. And that's kind of like what this felt like, you know what I'm saying? Like finally him, not necessarily coming face to face with the person that he's going to face, but coming face to face with everything that's been going on around. He's coming face to face with the fact that Jimmy is going to be out for the foreseeable future. He's coming face to face with the Paul Heyman, who he's, he's he's accused of being a slime ball this entire thing. He's coming face to face with his own brother, who says, "I will never forgive you for 
helping breaking up the bloodline. And he's like, you know what? It's the he on his solo album shit right now. Is hey, a Timberlake? Yeah, he, he's doing his own thing. He's justified. He's justified. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! If this wasn't the three hundred episode, that would be a great title. Um, but he super kicks solo, and then he super kicks Paul Heyman, and of course the crowd goes fucking insane. This is great, making him strong energy. My only gripe was Heyman got up from the super kick. <laughs> it's only it's only Air Force Ones, baby. It's not a. My, he won't wear no Air Force Ones. He be wearing some bullshit lately. But um, yeah, he has been. Uh, it's nasty. He wearing some bullshit. Um, that's my only gripe about it is that that he uh, got up from the, the super kick. I was like, damn, nigga, up about to get my chair. I'm like, damn, stay down. Um, you uh, saw, saw his red cap. That red cap ain't falter for a minute, baby. Shoes. And then he picked it up. I guess that's Jimmy's cap, right? Like because he threw it up. Um, after is it? I think, Word? Mm-hmm. I think it's Jimmy's cap. All right, hashtag affiliated. Uh, yeah, with what? Um, <laughs> he, I I love him and calling himself Juso. By the way, he's he's I a know. wild. <laughs> he is a yeah. wild, bro. <laughs> um. Let's see what else happened. Oh, big thing on SmackDown. This we're going to talk about. It's so crazy. I brought up Bobby Lashley in passing last week. And then this week, he makes his return to SmackDown. And he meets up with the Street Profits for a private discussion. So now the wheels are turning. Is it yep. a new Hurt Business? I don't know. It shouldn't be called the Hurt Business, though. It's not gonna be called cool niggas. I'll tell you that. <laughs> cool niggas in the group, so uh, you know it is what it is. So, I, hey, try all you can with Bobby Lashley, uh, so that y'all can get it all out your system. Well, uh, Roman won't be on the show. I'm assuming after SummerSlam. <laughs> now, the problem is neither will the unified world title. <laughs> Y'all think who's Jay is gonna finish the story? I got some words for you, baby. Um, There's another nigga waiting in the wings to finish his. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that, now, that so, it's becoming, now that it's becoming a lot clearer, what are the machinations that gets Cody Rhodes on SmackDown? Do you think just just pie in the sky right now? We're we're at least six months away. I know, but what are the machinations that gets him back on that show? Because that would. I, I've been thinking that that's the person that replaces Roman on the show when he when he takes his long break. I guess it's got to be some. He's not winning the Rumble. He can't no. do that twice. He's not going to do that. Mm-mm. So I'm assuming something at Elimination Chamber. Okay. Um. Now, Cody. Not. I mean, he'll he'll take his father's storylines, but I don't think he's going to take the whole. I'm not really in the elimination chamber, but I'm gonna beat a nigga up to get in, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think the the role or, lies somewhere in it, it could be Roman saying, "Listen, I didn't beat all my ops. I don't have nobody left." And then Adam Pearce says, "At the behest of WWE management, we want to have the best main event at WrestleMania, so we're gonna have all your former ops uh, in one elimination chamber, and whoever wins, that's gonna mm. be right." Then that makes sense. 
So that would make sense. You can put Brock can in there. You can put Cody in there. Brock, Cody, Sammy would be a one. Um, Jay Uso would be one. I think they're going to be in a match. Um, Jay Uso. Jay Uso all, all his best ops. <laughs> yeah, Drew is probably one of his best ops to me. That would be a fifth. Be Drew, a fifth. Is, Drew is good. Drew is good. Oh, that would be cool. That's a nice spot in the sky fucking man. Good yeah, like Chamber, all of his best ops, Cody being in one of them, Cody winning the match, uh, and then going on to face Roman and saying, hey, I, I finally did it. But th- that would be a cool way for him to face Brock one more time, too, at the end, because you think it's going to be Brock. Because that, that's the that's the setup, right? Meals where it's like, oh, it's going to be Brock again, right? But it's Brock and Cody, and then they, that's how they that's how they fuck you over. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, United States Championship Invitational. Get it off him. I don't care. I don't care who wins this. Get it off Theory. I guarantee Theory's not losing this. <laughs> Whoever wins this, Theory's not losing to them. <laughs> I guarantee you. Um, we got a Fatal 4-Way match this week on SmackDown. It took place between... Who the fuck was in this match? Um, Santos Escobar won the match. Grayson Butch, AJ Santos. There we go. Nice match. I thought it was good. I think Waller can go. Waller can also, go. He also love 4K game. You said it was a bad week for 4K game. Yeah, look at us now, nigga. Where did, ah. where he at? You don't got no YouTube video up. I don't see where. Ah. Oh, we don't need one. Oh, yeah. ah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out. I was like, I forgot. I was like, what are you talking about? This thing was on the show, and then he completely was. was. The world sees us, bro. Ah, 4K game. All right, Film all right. 4K 300. Uh, there's, ah. a, there's, there's another Fatal 4 way match coming up this week. It is Rey Mysterio versus LA Knight versus Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus and Cameron Grimes. And Cameron Grimes. So I would imagine that Cameron, I would hope, sets up his program <laughs> in this match with whoever the fuck comes out of it. It'd be cool for for Ray to win, and it'd be Santos versus Ray. That would be but cool, but. Yeah, nah, the the they got LA Knight was the only nigga to come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah and get the crowd in a frenzy. This man, he was you spin. I'm not even mad. The the energy. It I I feel like at some times it's gonna be a point where the energy is too much, where he slips up because it's like, oh shit, this shit is real. <laughs> but really he old. he has it. He hasn't as of yet, so shout out to him. Um, main event of SmackDown, however. Hold on, I just saw Soraya says Soraya tells Inside the Ropes that she thought it was unfair that WWE's medical team closed the book on checking on her neck. <laughs> Let me find her book, nigga. Because <laughs> I'm going to close that shit, too. <laughs> I ain't got no books in my room. <laughs> this is how I'm living. Here we go. Two pieces of manga. Hold on. Here we go. Soraya. It's a wrap, baby. You don't even wrestle that much on the shows, no? <laughs> Come on. Come on like, man. relax. Like, relax. I mean, I get what she's saying because she's like, she wants that edge, Daniel Bryan kind of thing. Um, but, baby, your neck was all fucked up. And Oscar to be Rick- fair with you, she has she is the right. If she wants to go somewhere else and wrestle, I'm going to glad, dude. You're doing your thing. Why are you so worried about us, you know? Uh, medical seat, medical team said, "Not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch, baby. Absolutely not." 
Uh, Asuka versus Bianca Belair, World Women's Heavyweight Championship. Not a long match. When I saw how much, how long, <laughs> how much time was up, I said, "Yeah, it's the Schmoz." Yeah, um, the They've been doing something really cool here with Asuka being the the uh, cowardly champion, which I think that she kind of hinted at, or they kind of did a little bit with her in NXT, and they're they're doing it kind of like on a bigger stage here. Um, mm-hmm. on, on- roster i think triple h really wanted her to do that towards the end of her run in nxt before events pulled her from the show and she's she's getting a chance to do it now and i, and I think it's actually made her character well, a lot she got in she got injured <laughs> then gave up the title oh yeah she did. she did get injured because she didn't actually debut on main roster for like a couple of until, weeks yeah yeah she didn't she didn't really debut until i think i want to say december so yeah. That is funny. She never gets injured either, like, or she gets injured very rarely. And uh, I can only yeah, think yeah, of like yeah. that she's ever had on the main roster. But um, you, you see Charlotte come out, Io Sky and Bailey come out. They tease the cash in again. Um, Charlotte hops the barricade, accidentally uh, spears Bel Air, who had a cartoonish cell on the outside. I, I really love that a cell. huge fucking cell, amazing. Um, and and they you got think the- you think uh, you think Charlotte had no shoes on when she was in the crowd, or she took her shoes off <laughs> when she jumped in the ring. I think she. I think she had no shoes on the whole time. Well, what's the what's the use? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How did you feel about the whole gag of like everyone having a ticket suddenly? <laughs> I I felt like I missed something because I was like, did they kick them out? No, <laughs> they worked there. They just had tickets. <laughs> oh, whatever. I, it's it's a it's a it's a trope that's used since the beginning. I've seen somebody's a couple people be like really like annoyed with it, and I'm like. There's like so many other things on these shows that should annoy you, <laughs> other than yeah. the, the, the ticket gag. Like, I would have liked it if they if they actually did get ejected from the arena, but then that wouldn't have made sense either because it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna buy a ticket. It's a sold out show, by the way. <laughs> so like, it wouldn't have made any sense. But I, I think that's also cool because they could they could have they could have tagged Russell Ticks and said, I, I got it from a listing that Russell Ticks put up. So. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> that would have awesome. been cool. Um, so it looks like a triple threat. Yeah, well, EO, yeah, EO went for the cash in again. Referee's playing dumb. It's like, yo, you want to cash in for this belt? Oscar uh-huh. gets up out of nowhere, pops up like the Undertaker, <laughs> <laughs> Spit. and spits in Bailey's face. He didn't get all the spittle, by the way, because there was literally none on Bailey's face. But I feel like no, she said none at all. I feel like uh, I feel like she's she said not not too much in my face, not too much. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, I got an eye thing going on. Don't wild out on me. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not sure all of that. Um, Monday Night Raw. I thought it was just a great. I thought this was a, a, one of the best Raws of the year to me. It's still pretty good. We're in Cody country for this Raw. You know, they're not only hot for Cody. They're hot for everyone on this card. Gunther and Matt Riddle brought out their A game. Uh, that's the match they should have had in Money in the Bank. I know it was only eight minutes here as well. But this is the match they should have had. The, the chops were ringing. You could have heard them chops all the way at the fucking Mercedes-Benz Stadium, bro. Like, you, them chops were loud, partner. It's a really good match. I enjoyed it. Riddle, still eating shit. I don't know when the shit eating will end, but... <laughs> hey, congrats you know, to him. We got a baby on the way. You know what I mean? Congrats oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Pin, listen, pin me, pay me, bro. <laughs> if I can, I got a baby on the way. <laughs> pin hey, me, man. pay me. 
Uh, Gunther uh, formally challenges uh, Drew McIntyre to meet him face to face next week on Raw, and we'll see the outcome he was of that. too. He was like, "Yo, fuck y'all, niggas." He said when he said y'all got, he said y'all got pitiful lives. I said, "Yo, Gunther, you good? <laughs> Chill out, relax." Okay. Uh, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, uh, they get jumped by uh, by Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley hits. They Raquel get jumped. <laughs> she just got. She got. Um, what do they say? She caught them slipping. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they did that segment and then had her come out immediately wearing something different. <laughs> hey man, fuck it. Oh, it's, a, it's Judgment God. Day shows. You do whatever you want. You do what you want. You popping. It's Judgment Day. You know, the judgment, the judgment Day segment is where I said these motherfuckers are hot. They're hotter than hot. Like because they, they, they all they all had their own segment and then they had separate segments for all of them. <laughs> and not only that, Dom is going to be in NXT tonight. This is true. He's getting better. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. He's getting way better. I think he, he's the, getting the, better. The nervousness I felt like he had and the apprehension that he had when he first started, I feel like is almost all but gone. And I think that he's even pulling off some of the simple moves a lot better now. I think he just needs to... Go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. Finish up. I think he just needs to stay away from all the high-flying stuff, in my opinion. I think his white boots are hard. I was like, really really like... Yeah, I was just like, yo, I really like these boots, man. It's amazing. All right. Either way. He's probably one of the best dressed acts in the WWE right now. Not gonna lie, he's bringing that. That's the thing about it is that they got really good young energy in that locker room right now. Like some of the, some of the, like the, like Rhea, Dom, uh, Raquel, Liv. You know what I mean? Like there's some really good young acts. I mean, obviously the top of the card is still kind of like your kind of older cats, but like they, they've got some really good young energy on the card. And there's people that, that look like look like them. They look like the kids that go to the shows. You know what I'm saying? Like they they dress like so. I thought it was really cool. Um, women's Tag Team Championship. What are you talking for? What are you What's that for? I'm so tired of Sonya Deville. Chelsea Green, I'm okay with, okay? But I knew this was happening once I said they've, they've booked them way too strong in the past couple weeks to be losing this match. Once I saw Rhea kick that big in the foot, I was just like, oh, it's over. It's da- she's down. <laughs> Whatever. Amen. We, we move on. They we move on. they on a run of a century, a, the greatest three week one in history. <laughs> they started from the bottom three weeks ago, bro. I'm glad you enjoy this. I think Sonya Deville has never won anything, <laughs> despite being a very good heel opponent for a lot of people. She was a heel opponent for Naomi. Charlotte had a tussle with her back in the day. She fought against Liv. She fought. She's gone against everybody. She's been the person holding it down when they needed someone to actually be booed. So for her to get the women's championship, both of them coming from tough enough, the 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 curse tough enough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I say curse because Hulk Hogan was on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so coming from that tough enough and being able to do what they do, shout out to them. More power to them. Both shows for them. <laughs> Raquel, 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 or Olivia? Which one do you prefer for SummerSlam? It's probably going to be Raquel. 
do you think they save Raquel uh, Rhea for like fast lane or something like that? I think eventually you get to a point where it's a triple threat between the three women, though, to be honest with you. I feel like... Because Liv has history with, with Rhea. Also. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, if I'm doing... If I want to do the biggest thing possible for the big show, the SummerSlam show, I do Rhea versus Liv. Because Liv has a little bit of crossover energy type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you swing back around. May, maybe Raquel returns for post you know SummerSlam to go against her at fast lane type of deal so that, that could work too I, th- I think i think all options are on the table here and i think you can't go wrong with either i think Liv will give Rhea a really great match um and i think i think i think live or i'm sorry um Rhea and raquel is something that like you you build for something huge I, th- I think that could be honestly that could be a main event you know what i mean like that's just how much of a attraction Rhea ripley re- wrestling is right now is that anything that she I does agree. It needs to be a main event or it needs to be, a, you know, in a really important part in the card. So I agree. Uh, Cody Rhodes comes out. Uh, crowd is uh, 12 out of 10. Whoa. Here they're They're going. Work. Yeah. The whoa scale was broken this week for sure. They they went crazy for him. Uh, <laughs> big Cody promo here. He's on his politician shit. The Cody campaign comes home. <laughs> hey, man. The Cody when he talks about his mom, his mom was like, why you got to talk about me? I don't want to be in none of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? That's what I've been like. He started crying. I said, all right. <laughs> he started to hit the Cody right, crying. Hey, man. He was like, yo, check out my documentary on Peacock. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, man, it's hard <laughs> not to get a little bit endeared the by the story. Get the full story. <laughs> The unedited story, my story. It's the perfect. It's the perfect storm of him finally having an outlet that will support everything that he does, and give it the budget and production that it needs. And I think that's why it's working so well that people are just, you know, they're just buying it in a way that they just weren't in AEW. Like the kids love him, and they will not stop loving him. I love the mom stuff. Um, and then you, when he brought up his mom, you knew it was going to end badly. Uh, Brock's music hits twice. He goes back to the back with the with the little SpongeBob stomp. Gets his ass beat in front of his mama, and we got it. We got we're cooking with gas. Brock Lesnar versus Cody is official. No stipulation yet, and it's strange to me, Mills, that no match has a stipulation yet. I feel like they need to have at least two stipulations on this show. I agree. Like I it can't. Agree. Always- can't all be regular ass matches. I feel like they need to have like a tribal warfare match or something with Roman and Jay because we've already seen them face off in a hell in a cell. You can't have them go back to regular ass match. You need to have something like big for this next thing. So I'm hoping that the uh, rules of engagement <laughs> are is something like that builds to a stipulation this week on SmackDown. What is that? <laughs> it's where it's where people. Um, it's it, back in the day when they, I, I guess, when they used to have like wars or skirmishes or battles, they would have the generals meet and say, "Okay, no pistols, only rifles," da, 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 like stuff like that. Oh, okay. So I'm interested in All seeing right. what it's going to be like. It's very old school that they bring that word back because it's just not something that's used every single day. But I, I can I can I can feel Paul Heyman's fingers and Bruce Pritchard's fingers on this segment, so we'll we'll, we'll let it play out. Um, also on the show, the fucking Viking rules match between Alpha Academy and Viking Raiders. Hot damn! That ruled. It 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 was real, real, real good. Um. My favorite part 
good was well one of my favorite parts was titus o'neill okay this motherfucker she praises so many guys the only guy that i know is jesus christ i said yep (laughs) get him off the show are they shadow? And, and again, in our Discord, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on Kevin Patrick. Uh, they like, uh, well, I won't say opinions. They want him gone or dead. Uh, but <laughs> one or the other. Do you think that they're testing a three man move with KP, Corey, and Titus right now? <laughs> Why was he there? Nah, I feel, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. It could be one of those things where they're testing it and they, they ain't tell nobody, <laughs> but they are. <laughs> It's like, no, you're just going to throw them out there, and no one's the wiser. Um, but damn, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I would want Titus. I don't know if I would want Titus every week, but then I also listen to Titus. So I'm like, you kind of need that energy. Because I listen to Booker T every week on NXT, and that man is a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, you ever been to jail, Vic? <laughs> no, that was the craziest shit, bruh. <laughs> Oh my god. We need to talk about NXT at some point because first of all, that entire match was wild. We got him live from the penitentiary calling in. <laughs> who who plugged that through? What kind of connections do we got, bro? It was also the strangest match because no one in the PC knew how to deliver or, or receive that what, what they were getting. <laughs> It was also like 15 fucking minutes long. And I'm like, why is this so long? So oh, my God. Oh, my God. NXT is, uh, a great, NXT is a great show. That's all I'll say. Um, Maxine Dupree gets her jacket back in the middle of the, of, of the match. And she does the thank you and gets put through a fucking table. And that popped the shit out of me because... I think that this is a, a performer that is willing to do what it takes in order to get better. And I think yep. it's it's a it's a go get em type mentality that I see in her that I feel like I haven't seen really in a really long time, to be honest. I agree. I agree. We talked about it for a bit last week. She's constantly delivering every week. And uh, Vikings win. I thought the right team won here. Also, I, I thought that it was it was the best way to go. There's no real reason for the the academy to win here. She got her jacket back, uh, and the Vikings need to be heated up. I, I think that this is this is definitely a, a team that should be in contention for the tag titles very soon against Sammy and KO, who as of right now, Mills have no challengers for the for the for the titles. As of right now, yeah, I would say so. They've been kicking many of an ass, so you know what? Shout out to them. Um... What else happened on Raw? Uh, Shanna Baszler and Ronda Rousey's awkward promo where it is very clear that Shanna Baszler is a better promo than Ronda Rousey. (laughs) Not only is it clear, they flipped it again. Every time. (laughs) Every time. I was like, who is the baby face here? (laughs) Every time they try Ronda Rousey as a face, people boo her relentlessly. And they have to turn her into a heel because it doesn't make any sense any other way. So, yes, her being in the skybox, her kicking her feet up, her talking down to Shayna Baszler as opposed to coming out in the ring and, and, and getting it from her own. Yes, that is all heel tactics. I She's said it heel. last I said it last night. I said, I don't know how they're making shit because I was I was like, is, I thought Nikki was a face because she was a face like a week and a half ago. And I thought it was weird that she came out and then she was healing. And then Shayna, and I was, I was like, how's Shayna the heel here? And she just got attacked, like, before the bell. 
And then Ronda does that the whole thing, and I was just like, wait, what's going on? Like, I, I think that, like you said, they just don't know how to position her, and they've been trying for months and months and months to make her a babyface, and it just does not work. And I think this is the natural alignment. I don't know where it goes afterwards with Shayna being the heel, but I could definitely see some really banger Shayna-Rhea matches down the line if that's what they want to do. But um, mm-hmm. I thought t- near the end the promo worked for me because, but it was mostly because of Shayna. And, and I thought that Shayna has shown me more in these last two weeks than, or shit, three weeks than, than I've seen in years from her. I was surprised that anyone would think that anyone other than Ronda Rousey is, is writing the shit that comes out of her mouth. <laughs> because you can't script people are like why would they give her so much to say and i was like bro you think someone is telling her you know how wwe works they're verbose but they're verbose and repeating the same thing over and over again ronda rousey talks like a fucking a, a, a fucking anime villain you know what i'm saying like it is what it is the, the segment you. eventually ended. It eventually ended. That's all I'll say about it. I'm above you literally figuratively and everything else. He said, what would you like to work with? Uh, coming down and for the front door is developmental. I was just like, bro, slow down. What mama. are you talking about? I was like, what are you talking about, bro? Y'all, uh, I thought y'all hated each other. <laughs> so fucking strange. But I, but again, like I said, I, I thought Shannon brought it around at the end. I, I thought, I think she could be a really good baby face. It's, it's a role meals. That's like not, natural for her to be in but it's actually working and i hope that they really they, they really dig into that i, I think it could, it could really work and i mean put her up for contention for something more than the tag titles i think you know what i mean like i, th- I think that she's she's worth it and i think that if you have a really strong baby face character here you you could have a really cool fall or winter feud with her and rhea ripley if, if you wanted to do that because i see rhea holding that title for a long time i agree i feel um, miss tv with, with with becky and uh and trish stratus and the miz uh, that Trey Young comment didn't hit, and I was like, I don't know if Atlanta likes Trey Young as much as you think they did. It's, it's been a long year for them <laughs> with that one. I I find I low key kind of tuned up. Was this during the ten o'clock hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ten o'clock hour had the case of the ten o'clocks. I, I'll, I'll admit this week. Um, I yeah, that, I was like, mm, I'm hungry. <laughs> I thought the Nakamura, I thought the Nakamura and main event brought it back to me because that was some intriguing stuff there. But before we get to those two things, um. They, they set up the rules for uh, Trish's next match with Becky. Um, she Basically, she has to face Zoe again, uh, try and get her win back. And if she doesn't win, she has to say, get on her knees and say, thank you, Be- uh, thank you, Trish. And uh, she has to get a tattoo of thank you, Trish, on her chest. I mean, I think we all know where this is going. She better have a good tattoo artist because she's facing Zoe Stark next week. That's hilarious. <laughs> God bless. I think this all ends with becky beating trish and then her saying thank you trish and then leaving the ring <laughs> i think that would be the <laughs> illest way to, that'd be the illest way to end that view but trish has been saying on interviews that she's never had a cage match and she wants to have a cage match and i think meals that that might be what we're what we're leaning into for SummerSlam between these two that would be tight little detroit steel you know what i'm saying uh i wouldn't be mad at that at all I think if you do with stipulations, it's the Trish, it's the Trish, Becky, Cody. Well, Cody and Brock, we know are getting a stipulation. Like that's pretty much, I'm. They've been teasing it too much for it to not be, and there have been too many reports about it for them to not be. We just don't know if it's going to be a dog collar match. Um, but I feel as though Roman and Jay need to have a stipulation 
point blank period they need to figure that part out about the whole thing but um Bronson Reed Shinsuke Nakamura gets interrupted by uh, Tommaso Ciampa, who jumps Reed for the DQ. Nakamura says, man, what the fuck, man? And then kicks him in the, in the chest and said, I'm tired of niggas getting. He didn't say nigga. I'm tired of people getting in my business. Should have said niggas. <laughs> they wouldn't have known what he said. Um, yeah. Interesting, intriguing thing here. I think turning Shinsuke heel. It seems to me is the best path. They said the 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 internet reports said he wasn't gonna be turning heel. He was just gonna be a little bit more edgy. More edgy, okay. I, I would. Also, oh, that's the basically. It's gonna be like how he was in Chaos in New Japan, where he was he was a face, but he did like he fought a lot hard. Like he he did a lot of like kind of tweener underhanded shit when he was facing people back in the day. Hmm. Okay. So. I could I could see that happening, and I and I guess you got to give Tommaso something to do before Gargano gets healthy because it doesn't seem like that tag match is happening um, at SummerSlam at all. Main event time, right? This was a good ass match. This was a great match. This was like, and I was like, okay, ten thirty, you know, da da da. We gonna get into it. no, it was great all the way through. Yeah, <laughs> like from top I, I, to bottom. This is the powerhouse shows. This is the powerhouse show matches and all these guys facing off with each other every single weekend. They've got they've got it down to a science. I know they had a fight last week <laughs> about the match or whatever, but they got it back this week. And the, and the perfectionists, they, they they really ruled the day. Seth comes out. Oh, we didn't talk about the Seth, the Seth interview. Holy shit. Ooh, nah, that Seth interview. That Seth interview and Finn Balor interview. That was power. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was taking a moment and cutting the, I guess, cutting the... There's something with Seth where it's like, um, I felt like not if he wasn't taking it seriously, but I think it's Seth seeing how much this actually mean to Finn really for the first time, right? like up close and personal. And Finn really staying 10 toes down on his redemption story because Seth has had his story but Finn wants Finn has had to take ever since that night at SummerSlam, he's had to take the long way around to get back to this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had to go back to NXT and find himself again. He infiltrated the Judgment Day so he can have people who would help him get to this moment. Like he, he's had to take the long way around, and you really saw it like in his eyes. It's like, no, nigga, I'm not playing. And, Realistically, and I'm saying this now before we even get predictions out the way. The way that I feel, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't no, be mad. I know where you're going. You know where I was going. <laughs> I think you. I, I. 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 Here's my thing. I don't think that Seth needs a long run with that title, right? But I also think it might be Finn's time, and I think that it creates more intrigue with the Judgment Day if he does win that title for at least a couple of months. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. I, I think that you kind of have to have a Judgment Day takes over Monday Night Raw type angle in order for a Judgment Day to still look imposing. And Seth can get it back before Survivor Series, if, if if that's the case. But you also have the intrigue with Damian Priest. And there's no path for him, Mills, for him to get the title from Roman. So Finn is the only person he's going to be able to cash in on. So, like, you you have to, in, in order to have a, a really good babyface run, he's got to chase the title and win it and lose it back again. And I think that's a good way to do it, in my opinion. I think Finn will lose it. If he wins, I could say he holds it into like maybe Survivor Series and then loses it. Blames Damian Priest for him losing it, or at least him not helping and helping retain it back and saying, you're doing this all for yourself kind of deal. 
or something along those lines. I don't know. It's definitely intriguing as well if the story continues if Finn holds it. If Seth beats Finn again, you kind of got to cut that pipe dream (laughs) off somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But I do think that Seth... I do think Finn should win this and Seth get it back at some point. Or... Damien Priest cashes in because you got to get rid of a briefcase before Mania. The, the briefcase is too much of a looming thing around. I am happy Mania. that no one cashed in. It has been, this is the official, has she, has EO officially been the longest <laughs> briefcase She's holder? She's the second longest. She's the second longest behind Carmella. Car- Carmella held it for how long? Until the night after WrestleMania. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good. That's fine. I think EO could be around. A second place role, but um, main event was really good. Liv Morgan comes out. I said that continuity, that continuity editor man, he's 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 earning his fucking check. <laughs> he said, "Yo, Absolutely. yo, yo, Liv got to come out." But uh, that I thought that was that was a really cool segment there. Really good stuff. Uh, there, there was a there was a uh, Sami Zayn uh, does a super hurricane Rada. Rhea Ripley loses her fucking shit, um, but eventually she gets uh, hit up by by Liv Morgan. Helluva kicked the Dominic to retain. About a 15-minute match. Really good ending to Raw. I, I think Sammy and KO continue to be consistent in the main event slot, and they're still one of the most overacts in a, in a show. We have been praying for this for a long time, Mills, for Raw to have stars. I'm telling you, from hour to hour, there was somebody that was over in every single segment on this Raw. And, and this is this was a hot show from start to finish, and I, and I really enjoyed it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Um just seeing this news quickly, it's not like breaking, breaking news, but I think it's worth talking about, about AEW expanding its pay-per-view calendar. Okay. Um, it says, Tony Khan finally commented about it. He says, "Do it. should I do my Tony Khan voice? Do it. I think it's evolving. <laughs> I believe no wrestling company that has ever expanded its pay-per-view calendar due to demand and economics has ever regretted that decision. <laughs> In general, there have been factors that have helped wrestling companies rise and fall over the years, but I do think expanding our pay-per-view calendar has become something that has been seen as a revenue positive and overall positive for companies. Certainly, when there was competition in the past, more pay-per-views was the standard. For us, we launched with a very methodical plan. We built a solid calendar, blah, 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 blah. As for extending the calendar even further, it's something we've talked to Warner Brothers Discovery about, and it's something everyone believes could be a revenue positive. It's something to certainly consider, and I'm very happy with what we've built. What I get from this news and the banning of moves news is that Warner Brothers Discovery is has their fingerprints on AEW. Officially. Officially. I think they're looking at how things are going, and they're saying, how could we improve this? Um, how can we build this synergy with one another and make this really an event? How can we, like, pay-per-views aren't even a Warner Brother Discovery thing. <laughs> so for them to be like, y'all niggas might need some more pay-per-views, to be honest with you. Um, certainly interesting, but I'll say that. And uh, The news is that there's no news on that shit. <laughs> uh, shout out to, well, you know what? Whatever. Great Raw. Great couple weeks. Great 300th episode. Yeah. Really I'll say good. That. We talked about a lot of shit. <laughs> but uh, thank you. I don't even know what the title's going to be this week. 
just AEW three AEW A show three hundred. All right. Or you could put Jastified. <laughs> okay, I'll put Jastified. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for supporting the A show for over three hundred episodes. If you just you know came on in the past one hundred, past fifty, past twenty, past ten, thank you also for listening. And make sure you go check out some of our earlier shows because we got some classics on there. Make sure you follow us at the A show RNC where people have been dropping their uh, favorite moments from us without context for the last couple of hours, and I've been. I've been weak at them, but you know, I, I think the I think the top rope thing is is going to be Mills' lasting impact on this show when it's all said and done. But uh, <laughs> that's a damn shame. <laughs> but thank you all for for listening. Make sure you check out the War Report with Cyrus and Quan later this week. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back next week with the latest and greatest in pro wrestling as the SummerSlam SummerSlam card starts to fill out. And uh, yeah, we start to get into the the hottest point of the summer. Uh, in terms of pro wrestling and everything that they're doing. So for Meals, I am Justin. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week on The A Show.